This is Annie Stevens Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. This is the Holy Eucharist, Rite 2, for January 21st, 2024. Good work. Some of them are watching online and saying they did it. Some of them actually showed up. Congratulations. Uh, we, don't, we take this very seriously, friends. Thank you for being with us. It is such a joy and an honor to have the opportunity to worship with you today. Um, it's a great, great thing for us to be able to be together and warm each other up on a day like today. I want to say a special welcome to those of you who are joining us for the first time and for the first time in a long time. It is so good to have you with us. And I want to uh, say hello, a special welcome to those of you who are joining us online for our live stream service. I'm so glad that you have the opportunity to be with us today and worship with us in this way. Uh, if you're new to the church, you'd like to get to know us a little better, you can go to our website, redeemer-cincy.org. That's redeemer-cincy with a y.org. You can click on the About tab there and learn more about us. Then contact us. We can learn more about you and welcome you into this beloved community. I have just a few announcements before we begin our worship together. 
Today, after, immediately after this service, we continue our adult forum in the parlor. That is a spirituality and me opening ourselves to the presence of God. Today's, uh, today's forum will be led by the Reverend Dr. Herschel Wade. We're very excited about that. Um, so we'll see him uh, in there in the parlor immediately following this service. Um, the topic is about teaching us to pray, pointing to the mind of God. So I hope you will join us for that today in the parlor. Um, everyone is invited to this Wednesday night, this Wednesday night, to come for a special presentation by nationally renowned astronomer Dean Regas, who will guide us through an amazing simulation software presentation entitled The Tour of the Universe. You are here. Uh, weather permitting, Dean will also set up his telescope on Redeemer's front porch and show us highlights in the evening sky. You can find more details on our events page for that. At this time, I would like to invite all preschool to elementary school aged children to join Mr. Tim, who's back there. Um, he's going to take them all to the chapel for age-appropriate uh, uh, worship. We call donuts and Jesus because there are donuts and Jesus as well, all in the chapel. And you will all return in time for communion. And I guess those are all my announcements. It's a quiet day in that sense. So in that case, uh, I invite you all at this time to stand as you are able, and we will begin our worship together. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be God's kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Please pray with me. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit. 
that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear what the Lord Jesus Christ says. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Give us grace, O Lord, to answer readily the call of our Savior Jesus Christ and proclaim to all people the good news of his salvation, that we and the whole world may perceive the glory of his marvelous works, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from the prophet Jonah. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days' walk across. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's walk, and he cried out, Forty days more and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and everyone, great and small, put on sackcloth. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring upon them. And he did not do it. The word of the Lord. Thank you. 
A reading from the letter of Paul to the Corinthians. I mean, brothers and sisters, the appointed time has grown short. From now on, let even those who have wives be as though they had none, and those who mourn as though they were not mourning, and those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing, and those who buy as though they had no possessions, and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it. For the present form of this world is passing away. The word of the Lord. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Now, after John the Baptist was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God, saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. The Gospel of our Lord. speak with fear, trembling, truth, grace, and love. In the name of God, the Creator, the Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. It seems that we have now turned a corner in the Gospel of Mark. The preparation of the ministry of Jesus is now over. Such had begun with John the Baptist baptizing and preaching of repentance and everyone coming out to him. Jesus too had been baptized and filled with God's spirit and sent into the wilderness to set up the cosmic battle with Satan and the forces of evil that is present throughout the gospel. Now John the Baptist, the one who had been preparing the way for Christ, has his ministry brought to a close with his arrest. Now it is Jesus' turn to begin his ministry. 
Jesus comes to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God, saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near to repent and believe in the good news. The time is now. Our ship has come in, says Jesus. There is no time to waste. The world is ready for God to rule again. Let us change our lives and believe in the promises of God. The Gospel of Mark does not elaborate on the specifics of the good news, but I believe that he reminds us of what God has intended and is always moving to do in our lives. The good news of God reminds us that our lives are rooted in the life of God. The good news tells us what God is like and lives in the, in the lives that God dreams for us. The good news offers light and hope despite difficulties surrounding our lives and the evils that may come our way. And the good news tells us that God is always in our midst and always goes with us and before us and that God never leaves us. The good news encourages us to align ourselves and our lives with the purposes of God and a world that, and with lives that embody light, justice, peace, wholeness, joy, and love for everyone. But the good news tells us that we are not meant to live in a world as it is, full of war and conflict, rich, poor, poverty-stricken, haves and have-nots, hatred, division, selfishness, greed, fear, and darkness. The good news tells us that you and me and everyone matter to God. That despite the efforts of the forces of evil and death to break us away from God and each other, that the God who made us, the God who heals us, the one who helps us and forgives us has come among us to reclaim us, to be God's very own once and for all. What good news this is, that we are not lost to sin or to death or to the mess of this world. We belong to and are claimed by God and God's wonderful and life-giving purposes. Following the announcement of good news is the command to repent and believe. That is, the good news of God means nothing to us if we do not change our lives and lean into our faith in the good news. Instead, it calls on us to change our lives to reflect the belief that God, our God, is a God of abundance and not one of scarcity. It means that we are to live and believe and that God has enough of everything for all of us. The zero-sum game need not apply in our dealings with one another. I don't have to believe that if you win, that I lose, that if you've gained, I've lost. That the thriving of one group does not mean that the other must meet its demise. It means that we can all share in God's abundance. It means that the forces that, of evil that tell us otherwise are wrong. It means that we don't place stumbling blocks in front of others so that we can get ahead. And it means that with God's help, we can lift and hold each other with love, unselfishness, grace, compassion, and with friendships and interactions that heal and foster wholeness. It means that we can always extend our arms and hearts with radical hospitality and welcome. The life of deep faith is the one that Jesus invites us all to live in, in a hostile world that tells us that there are not enough resources, there is not enough happiness, there is not enough peace, not enough joy, not enough security, or not enough comfort for all of us to share and take part in. Jesus invites us to believe and trust and God and God's love. To not only turn away from our sinful ways, but to fashion every aspect of our lives to reflect our trust in God 
and God's love for us and for others. Then Jesus simply invites us to follow me. Our scripture even guides us and provides insights into Jesus' simple directive. Our scripture tells us that Jesus calls the most ordinary people to follow him. That means you and me and any and everyone have received this invitation, are invited to take part in this incredible, life-changing, and life-saving work of discipleship. Scripture tells us that our response to this invitation should be immediate. We should immediately drop our nets and leave our nets behind and follow Jesus. And as funny as it sounds, it would have been impossible for Simon, Andrew, James, and John to physically hold on to their nets and follow Jesus. Instead, they simply let go. They let go of the things that gave them meaning and belonging, security, prosperity, and attachment to the world and open themselves to something bigger and greater and true. They relinquished things that, weren't not, that were not necessarily evil or sinful, yet the disciples needed to let them go to accommodate the changes in their lives to become something different. That something different changed everything. They dropped everything to follow this stranger on a journey of uncertainty and blind faith. Jesus' disciples, both men and women, had no idea of the journey ahead, but somehow something within them told them that Jesus, that God had beautiful plans for the world that would be accomplished with them. Well, how are we different from Jesus' first disciples? Well, we have a significant advantage we know what was accomplished through God's salvific work through Jesus Christ. We know the end of the story. We know that like Jesus' disciples, we have been drawn into God's plan of reconciliation and restoration of creation. And we know that dropping our nets and following Jesus can be nothing but life-giving to us and to others. And we know that despite the uncertain nature of following Jesus, we can trust and God's love and protection that, and promise that sin and death do not have the last say. We also know that like Jesus' disciples, that God in Christ shows and will show up at the most unexpected moments in our lives. The only question is, is how will we respond to those gift-filled moments? Will we continue to grasp tightly onto human sources of security human-defined identities, human-celebrated values and principles. We will continue to remain closed to the possibility of living under the true reign of God and instead in a world that perpetuates inequity, greed, hate, and death. In a world where we are all imprisoned by injustice, war, violence, fear, power, oppression, policing, and control. It would be a lie to say that discipleship has no cost. There's a long, long list of people who would suggest otherwise, including the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, whose birthday we celebrated this week, and along with other martyrs and saints of the Christian faith, including the original disciples. However, when we look beyond those costs, we can see what the disciples saw, the casting out of demons, the cleansing of lepers, healing of diseases, the strengthening of communities, flourishing of lives, the defeat of sin and death, the bursting through of God's kingdom and life everlasting. So let us be led on a journey of uncertainty and blind faith. And let us not be held back by anything that prevent us from serving Christ and all we do and let us do so immediately because there is so little time to waste. And let the church say, amen.
we believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, she is worshipped and glorified. She has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and for the world to come. Amen. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. That we all may be one. Grant that every member of the Church may truly and humbly serve you. That your name may be glorified by all people. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. That there may be faithful ministers of your word and sacraments. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world that there may be justice and peace on the earth. We pray for all the thanksgivings of, our, of this life, including the birth of Elsie Zimmerman Leach, granddaughter of Edie and Steve Zimmerman, and the marriage of Cindy Light and Jeff Mustafa, for Bishop Wayne and for Bishop-elect Kristen. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. That our works may find favor in your sight. We pray especially for Andrew Banerjee, the Reverend Richard Eberfeld, Nicole Ivey, Ryan Patel, Brent Powell, Ted Russell, Eric Williams, and Presiding Bishop Michael Curry. For the victims of the cold and wintry weather in the U.S., for the victims of the wars in Israel, Palestine, Ukraine, and Sudan. For the victims of the mass shootings in our country throughout this past week. In Compton, California, Richmond, Texas, Houston, Texas, West Point, Mississippi, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Kansas City, Missouri, and San Francisco, California. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. That they may be delivered from their distress. We pray for the departed. Give to the departed eternal rest. Let light perpetual shine upon them. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. May we also come to share in your heavenly kingdom. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. Almighty God, you have poured upon us the new light of your incarnate word. Grant that this light enkindled in our hearts may shine forth in our lives. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor.
most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand as you are able. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God.
Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and a joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, because in the mystery of the word made flesh, you have caused a new light to shine in our hearts, to give the knowledge of your glory in the face of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself, and when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with Mary and all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. The gifts of God for the people of God, take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
I invite you all please to stand as you are able for the commissioning of our Eucharistic visitor. Mark in the name of God and on behalf of this congregation, I send you forth, bearing these holy gifts that those to whom you go may share with us in the communion of Christ's body and blood. We who are many are one body because we all share one bread, one cup. Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Friends, the peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and the love of God and of God's Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And the blessing of God, Almighty Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and remain with you always. Amen. 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 Let us go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah.